0: Hey guys, it's the Teen Life Podcast. I'm Chris Roby.
1: And I'm Carly Duke.
0: And we are here to, how do I go into that? (laughs) Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe.
1: And we believe, and I'm Carly, and we believe.
0: And we believe. Believe. We believe.
1: There you go. All
0: right. Hey guys, welcome to the Teen Life Podcast. I'm Chris Roby,
1: And I'm Carly Duke.
0: And we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved. We are here to help you equip teenagers to the power of connection And today we're going to explore connection through boundaries.
1: Man, who doesn't love a good boundary?
0: I know. We love boundaries. (laughs) And if you don't believe that, wait till like a car drifts into your lane.
1: (laughs) That's that's the truth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, just making you tense up and like, this is my space. And uh, yeah, boundaries are a really, really big deal.
1: Right. And especially for teenagers. And whether you are a parent or work at a school or in a church, you can use boundaries anywhere. Right. Um, teenagers need them for sure at school at home is a really easy one to talk about when you Mm -hmm. think boundaries, you think maybe curfew, or you might think, um, when they go to bed, when they wake up, what they do with their cell phone, all of that. But boundaries could even be, when is it a safe place to talk? Right. And what makes something safe for teenagers?
0: When we do our support groups, we talk about boundaries, especially at the beginning and, uh, Teenagers tend to, to bristle a little bit about, about the idea of boundaries, and it's a, it's a natural development, developmental stage for a teenager to really think that that's not for them. They want to be able to uh, push the norms, uh, break out of what they consider to be normal or even boring. But what they don't realize is how important it is to have those, uh, those guardrails in place. And whenever I'm leading a group of students, we talk about, especially in those first groups, we, we do something called setting norms. And basically norms are just going to, how, how, how can a group function together and get something done? And we talk about what can we do for one another. And I use the example a lot of, hey, if you, if you think boundaries are really um, not for you, um, how do you like that roof over your head? <laughs> or how do you like those <laughs> walls around you on a cold day? Um, or if you went to get in your car after, after this and you went out on the, on the, uh, on the road and there was no lines painted. and there was no stoplights and there was no traffic signs and there was no speed limits how chaotic Mm -hmm. that would be and so we we in our daily lives depend on normal boundaries they are they 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 make life livable they make life where we can actually deal with one another and be safe and get from point a to point b they're really important
1: right and even little boundaries like i'm not going to talk over you Mm -hmm. that's a boundary but Mm -hmm. that's something you might not think of um Or even if it's rude to be on your cell phone at certain times, Mm -hmm. that can be a boundary. And teenagers have natural boundaries, um, but it's also important to talk about them. Um, And something I found as I talked to teenagers in our groups is that teenagers might complain to you about boundaries, but they also look for those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And when they're not there, what it tells a teenager, even if that's not the words you're saying, is I don't care enough to put a boundary here. Hmm. I don't care about your safety enough. I don't care what you're doing enough. I'm not going to ask questions. And so when I have groups of teenagers and you have one or two students who are talking over and over again about their parents saying curfew, and they're talking about how many times their parents take away their cell phones, a lot of times I have another teenager in the group go, well, at least your parent cares.
0: Right, right. And and boundaries, especially when they're applied after some kind of discipline, they feel punitive, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of that is about communication, about the fact that teenagers um, and parents don't always communicate about about the reason for some of that stuff. And when you're in the heat of the moment as a parent, that's a pretty easy thing to go to and not really feel like you have to explain yourself a lot. But if a teenager is getting a lot of trouble being out too late um, or, um, you know, have some responsibility that they're that they're abusing. Um, when that is taken away from them, sometimes it, it, it does seem it's just it's only punitive. It's not necessarily because this is this boundary is going to keep you safe. This boundary is going to make things better for you, especially in, 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 the, in, the, in the early stages of this. And so we want to make sure that we communicate well to teenagers or to, to teenagers why these boundaries exist.
1: Right. And I also think it's so important that you talk about these boundaries early. Mm-hmm. And not later, because if the boundary has already been in place and they cross that boundary, they know it. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation's different. The conversation isn't you blowing up about something that you've never talked about. It's, hey, we've had this boundary set. Mm-hmm. And so in teen life groups, we set what we call norms or boundaries. And we mention them every single group at the very beginning mm-hmm. of, hey, just a reminder, here are our boundaries, here mm-hmm. are our boundaries. And we do that over and over again, because then teenagers know what to expect. Um, And you're not coming on the back end getting mad about something or having something that's not safe or they're getting in trouble, but they already knew what that boundary was ahead of time.
0: Can I give you a good real world example, Carly? I would love it. Yes. So this is from the Roby house and I've got a 10 year old and he likes to creep up when I've got my phone or my iPad up just over my right shoulder and I can feel his presence. He wants to see what's on my screen and he will and he will creep. And it really Frustrates me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I and I, I tend to come down really hard on him and then I'll notice he'll do it to my wife, and he'll be he just wants to come over and see what's what's going on over here, right? You know, does it have anything to do with him? Are we buying him something, right? And so we talk a lot about, hey, just in in normal society, people don't like that, <laughs> so it's not his mom and dad trying to be secretive, but like anyone who has a screen up or looking at something, it's just a general thing. We don't want to do that uh, because people don't want their privacy to be violated. And right. so it's not just a rule that, that we're trying to set this boundary of hey, you know, let's stay away from people that they have their phones it, just because it's mom and dad, but people are going to expect that moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's a small little thing, but you talked about starting early. That's something I want to teach him because he didn't have a cell phone yet and you know, it'll be a little while before he does. He needs to know, you know, what those boundaries are and how those exist and why those are helpful things for him to know.
1: Right. And at the end of this, we'll come back around to this of what do you do if maybe you haven't had boundaries and Mm -hmm. you're looking back going, man, I wish I'd set more boundaries for my classroom Mm -hmm. or more boundaries for my home. And we're going to talk through a tip at the end of this podcast that might help with that as well. Hey guys, I just wanted to drop in real quick to tell you about an exciting opportunity coming up, which is the first ever Teen Life Summit. This is going to be a virtual conference on May 11th and 12th, and you can go ahead and get your tickets now. So if you go to teenlife.ngo slash summit, you can find that you can also use a special code, which is teenlife10, like all one word, teenlife10, and you'll get $10 off of your ticket. So this is something you won't want to miss if you can't watch it May 11th and 12th. You'll get access to this material moving forward, but we're gonna cover things like empathy and Dr. Michelle Borba is going to be our keynote speaker for that. Go find her book, Thrivers. Look her up on Instagram or Twitter to see her work. She's incredible. We're also gonna be talking through grief, anxiety. We're gonna be talking about how to equip teenagers through trauma and what trauma care looks like. So basically this has been a crazy year. I think everyone can agree. That over the last year, teenagers have been through a lot. And so this whole conference is about how do we build resilience in teenagers? How do we encourage them? How do we equip them moving forward? Everything will leave you with practical tools. And we promise this is a conference you won't wanna miss. So once again, go to teenlife.ngo slash summit to register today. Are you ready to get into... Our trend for the week, Chris.
0: Oh, boy. I love this part.
1: So this week, we're going to talk about TikTok. Um, And I might be making an assumption, Chris, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I probably know more about TikTok than you do.
0: That was always a correct assumption. Yes. Yes.
1: So um, I would like to hear from you first, what questions you have about TikTok of um, do you even know what it is? I
0: baby? know what it is. i'm I'm aware. <laughs> I, I, I see TikTok videos through Twitter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, people post across platforms, so I'll see those things pop up. Um, but I'm not currently a user.
1: Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know TikTok, it is not new, but it has grown so much in the last few years. Um, but it's an app. Um, it was originally a combination of musically, I don't know if I'm saying that right. And so that's probably
0: musical.ly.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. Um, and it was a combination, and that happened in 2018. Um, and there used to be an old app called Vine that went away. My husband was super sad about that, but that mm-hmm. one was similar to TikTok in that it was short videos, it's like, 15, like
0: 15 out. seconds, something yes. like that. Yeah.
1: And so TikTok is kind of that it's a lot of music, it's a lot of lip syncing, or there will be sound in the background that people will do dances to, trends to. Um, there's food videos, basically anything you want to find on TikTok is mm-hmm. there, but really what it's there for is to have fun, mm. but teenagers spend a lot of time on it. And so I think it's worth talking about because you see TikTok trends all over the place. Even if you don't know TikTok's a thing, you've probably been influenced by something on TikTok.
0: You told me a story yesterday about TikTok, about a real world implications Um, a couple of them actually tell us about, about TikTok trends and how they affect the things in the real world.
1: So there is a TikTok trend right now, and I'm not going to try to talk too much about TikTok trends because by the time this podcast comes out, even next week, Mm -hmm. they will be different. Um, they change that quickly, but there's been one, especially over the last month or two, that is a feta pasta and Mm. it's like cherry tomatoes and you put a block of feta in there and you bake it and then you stir it up and add noodles. It's super easy. Everyone is posting about it. I have been to four stores. I cannot find a block of feta anywhere. I'm not joking. They are sold out in the DFW area of feta because of TikTok.
0: Because of TikTok.
1: Isn't that nuts?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it 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 tells you how powerful those trends are, right? Like exactly. It, it, it can. It's not just around teenage culture. It it, it ends up <laughs> permeating into our daily lives. If you can't find feta, that's crazy to blame that on a trend. But it sounds like it's true.
1: Exactly. And then just yesterday, I was telling Chris that there's a prank going on TikTok right now that the Leaning Tower of Pisa fell. Hmm. And it is not true, but people will tell their friends and family that the Leaning Tower of Pisa fell just to get their reaction. And I Googled it because I was like, I really don't think this is true. And Google brought up tons of news articles about how this is not true, that it's a TikTok trend that like over 7 million videos have been posted about the Leaning Tower of Pisa falling. And it's not true.
0: Not true. Still still leaning.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so it's just so funny of how these things can multiply and grow. And then you have people who actually believe it. Um, And so TikTok is huge. But the reason TikTok is so interesting, too, is because it's not necessarily like Facebook or Instagram where you're just following friends. Hmm. Um, You can follow different voices and different profiles. However, the big thing about TikTok is there's a for you page that you just scroll. It will never run out. You will Uh, never not have content in an algorithm just populates that. Hmm. Um, And I don't know all the ins and outs of this algorithm, but I'm guessing it is based on what you've watched, what you've interacted with, what you've liked, what you've commented on, um, maybe even geographic. But you can have stuff on there pop up that I never followed. So with teenagers, you need to be careful about it because some inappropriate stuff can come up. Most of it's funny. Most of it's fun, but they don't necessarily have control over what pops up on their page.
0: And so let's talk about this algorithm thing. So um, I don't understand it because I'm horrible at math, but they these tech companies use these incredibly complicated mathematical equations that, uh, will learn you right. And, and to continue to push content your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's typically the same stuff or, 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 very related to what, so, you know, I think if you are much of an internet user, you've seen this on YouTube, where if you look at a guitar video, all the other guitar video, guitar videos pop up. Right. right. Um, and and TikTok would be very, very similar to this where that, that, that similar content, uh, creeps up. But what ends up happening is if your teenager veers in a certain direction and maybe starts looking at something, you know, maybe see something that piques their interest is in, just a little bit outside of the algorithm algorithm will pick that up and start to continue to push them mm-hmm. even more that way. And so, um, if you have endless scrolling going on, then you, uh, you have a, a really high chance of that going in a bad direction because of the way the algorithm works.
1: Exactly. And we'll post, um, I've got a few sources that I'll, we'll post on our website. Um, about the algorithm, but then some stats too, that Ooh. I don't want to get too much in the numbers. Um, but just if you're wondering, is TikTok really a big enough deal that we need to be talking about it? Um, according to this stat, 49% of teenagers have used it. Wow. That's a ton. That's a lot. Um, and then they say that TikTok averages 498 minutes per month on the app, the users do. Wow. Um, which just for some context, context, Snapchat and Instagram is half of that. Wow. And so people are using TikTok twice as often. They're using it multiple times a day is what they're saying. Um, and they have 800 million active users worldwide. Wow. I mean, that is a lot of, that, that is a lot of people. That
0: escalated quickly. Yeah. Exactly. For yeah. just
1: a few years. And just anecdotally, um, my husband is a basketball coach mm-hmm. for a high school and he says he sees students making TikToks all the time. Mm -hmm. They're watching it, but they're also making them. Mm -hmm. So on TikTok, you can watch. I personally have never posted any content. Mm -hmm. No one wants to see me dancing or singing on TikTok, Mm -hmm. but I scroll through. But lots of teenagers are doing it with groups of friends. They're doing challenges. You have TikTok celebrities Mm -hmm. that will have millions of followers. um, And a lot of them are teenagers. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, obviously the... The uninformed one here but the, the the what i understand about TikTok and and kind of what they're trying to push is to kind of at their best be kind of anti-youtube where this is about having fun mm-hmm. this is about goofing off this is about being silly and so i don't say that and we don't say that as a as a reason to not pay attention because all oh, they're just having fun so i think as parents we always need to uh, parents and help we need we need to be aware of the platforms that are teenagers are on because my guess is in 2005 when youtube started that's kind of the same thing that was going on right and so there wasn't as much uh, dark content now I'm, I'm certain that that is out there but i do know that 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 tiktok is trying to cultivate this culture of we're just having fun here but knowing that your students are posting on that and interacting with them on that what kind of fun are they having right is it leaning tower pizza jokes or is it something we need to be more concerned about?
1: Right, and so I hope you know through this podcast we are always going to encourage conversation uh-huh. and connection with teenagers. And so some conversations that maybe you can have around TikTok: first of all, ask if they have the app, uh-huh. if they're aware of it, um, even if they don't have it, have they watched videos or friends sent them videos? A lot of TikTok videos show up on Instagram, Twitter, as Chris said, uh-huh. people share them across multiple platforms. But ask, what are you watching?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Do you follow anyone? Mm-hmm. Are you commenting? Are you posting content? You might want to know if your student is posting content, mm-hmm. but you can also ask fun questions. Hey, is there a recipe that you've seen that you want to try?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here, are there any tips or tricks that you've learned on TikTok? TikTok? TikTok. TikTok, not <laughs> TikTok. I just sounded super old. That's sure something did. that some parent on here is going to go. You post
0: some videos on the TikTok? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. But ask them fun things. Hey, what's the funniest video you've seen this week? hmm Hey, is there anything that I think I would like on mm-hmm. there? Your teenager will probably roll their eyes. But try to also find a way to connect with them on TikTok mm-hmm. of, is there something else going on that I would want to? You might even download it yourself. You might enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. I well, I think, too, what, what is what is fun is to, you know, we said this at the beginning is how do we make connections around this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Did you know, Carly, that this last week, the movie Happy Gilmore turned 25 years old? Wow. Yeah. 25 years old that, that 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 movie informs a lot of my sense of humor which is really unfortunate because <laughs> it's because oh, no. it, it, it doesn't quite hold up but i also believe that a teenager now watching that movie would think it's the dumbest thing they would ever seen because mm-hmm. it just it's just it's the re- reflection of the 90s and it was just being silly for the sake of being silly right and so while i might not understand what's being recorded and shared on tiktok it, it's a really great opportunity for, for us to see into each other's worlds and mm-hmm. so doing a content swap like hey Show me your best three TikTok videos. I'll tell you what, what, what I think, and I'm going to show you this movie, and you tell and, and you tell me what you think. I think it's the funniest thing ever, and I think you're going to love it.
1: Interesting, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're probably going to hate it, and I'm probably going to hate the TikTok video, but we have made a connection. We yeah, exactly. we see we see where each other comes from, and those connections are are built. And there's less secrecy around this. Like Dad, you wouldn't understand this, and maybe I wouldn't, but I'm engaging and I'm seeing what that teenager is really connecting with.
1: Mm -hmm. So to get into our last segment of today, let's talk about a tip, Chris. A tip. Earlier, we had, you asked me a question Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to talk through that for our audience, but it's, um, as we mentioned earlier, what do you do if you're listening, going, our teenager needs to have more boundaries? Mm -hmm. How do I set those when I haven't had any to begin with?
0: Right, and... We we believe heavily on this podcast, and we'll say it over and over and over again is the uh, connection with your student is going to be super important. And so, if you are setting boundaries in a way that is impeding connection with your student, where they don't know why, or they just feel like they're just being punished, likely that boundary is not going to be respected. It's going to mm-hmm. probably be continually broken, and that boundary be pushed because they don't understand why this is in, in place. So, I know of a lot of parents who if a kid gets in trouble with their phone or consistently getting in trouble with their phone, they'll, they'll take their phone away or they'll get, and they'll jump in their phone and start looking through all their stuff. Right. And, 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 and really jumping over a boundary that at least they perceived needed, you know, existed while as a parent that might make you feel like you have um, some control over the situation. It's not, it's not establishing connection and it's not building that relationship and it's not really giving that teenager what they need. And so. Thinking through if I'm going to set a, a, a new boundary, this is a conversation that we're having together that, that they know, hey, if I'm staying out or my my student is staying out way too late and whether or not they're getting in trouble, they need some sleep,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? They need some rest. They need to be able to have a, have a time where their body shuts down. And so um, making sure that they understand, hey, this is not just about any trouble you might get into, but dude, you... You got to take care of yourself, your physical body, especially as you're growing and as you're developing. So help them understand this is this is the why behind this, this boundary. And this is what I hope to see by us doing this.
1: Right. And so our big tip, too, is to invite teenagers into this conversation Mm -hmm. um, and not just talk at them. Maybe if curfew is a really easy example when it comes to boundaries. But if they've never had a curfew, maybe ask, what do you think an appropriate curfew is? Hmm. And start that conversation. Now, just because they say something, if they say 3 a.m., that does not mean, sweet, that's your curfew. Mm -hmm. Let's have a conversation, but ask them what they think is appropriate, because a lot of times they know, I really should be home by midnight Mm -hmm. to get sleep. Mm -hmm. Maybe another boundary is, when do you need to put your phone away? Mm -hmm. At what points in the day do you need to put your phone down? Mm -hmm. That makes it best for you to do homework, to interact with others to get done what you need to get done during the day mm-hmm. and ask that question. And they probably know, hey, I should probably put it down at meals. I should probably put it down for an hour every afternoon so I can make sure I study.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think anytime we talk about boundaries, we're trying to talk about it in uh, the broader sense of, of how are we going to make this work, mm-hmm. right? And we do this in our groups all the time and students having the conversation, how do we, how do we work together to accomplish what we want to accomplish? And so teenagers understanding, because because teenagers in so many ways do have that narrow focus, it is really about the right now, helping them broaden. like This, this is actually about more than just right now. It's about our futures, it's about how do we live together? How do we um, get along together? How do we maintain a relationship into you becoming an adult, right? That's not too far away. Mm-hmm. And so having that big, broad conversation of why those, those boundaries really help us get to where we wanna go. that's a wrap on this one thank you so much for listening a special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly fan for producing this podcast also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music if you want to know more about Luke and his music check out his contact info in the description well this podcast is for the helpers and we really hope you feel helped if there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in Email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.